Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nailed it! Nailed it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome here to uh, Frickers on Woodman, Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show. We haven't been here for a while. Glad everyone uh, had this uh, program in your GPS, and uh, you remembered how to get here tonight because we've got a great crowd on hand, about just about a full house. But if you're out and about and you're wanting to stop by, we'll find a place for you here. Uh, you can make some new friends, and is often the case here at the uh, Anthony Grant Show here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. Uh, the, the basketball season is winding down. We are heading into the final week of the regular season this week, Dayton, which is two games left on the regular season schedule. The home finale on Wednesday against LaSalle, and then the regular season finale Saturday on the road at Duquesne. We'll have our final edition of the Anthony Grant Show here one week from tonight as we'll look ahead towards the A-10 championship in Brooklyn. And, and, Coach, we're not going to try to go reach, go back and recap every game that uh, your team has played since we were last here at Frickers because, to be quite honest, I can't remember which, <laughs> which games it were. But, um, you know, last week was one of those, and we've had a couple of weeks like that, those, those mixed weeks where uh, you have a very, out, very solid effort, a dominating effort on the road uh, for a win at UMass, and then uh, probably one of your more disappointing performances of the year, to be honest, on Friday at home against Rhode Island. Yeah, you're right. Unfortunately, we have had, um, you know, some some inconsistencies in terms of our, our understanding of what it takes every single day. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with young people, uh, you know, unfortunately that that's a part of the deal. And, you know, like I said after the game, you know, obviously, uh, you know, losing at home, you know, we, we get such a great crowd and such a great following. You know, I, I feel uh, a level of disappointment and responsibility, you know, for that, you know, and as a as a group, when you're dealing with young people, just understanding, you know, that you can't take anything for granted and there's a level of consistency that you have to be able to bring to the table and uh, an understanding, you know, two weeks earlier we went to Rhode Island and, and played well, you know, and we're able to get a convincing win. But they're a good team. You know, they, they, uh, they've played for championships over the last couple of years and, and they've got players that have a lot of pride in terms of who they are and what their program's about. And we knew, or at least my, I knew, that they would come out and they, they would they would play better, that they would fight. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we didn't respond the way we needed to respond and, and, and we're, you know, not at our best to start the game. Obviously, you know, you look at the result and it's a two-point game, but like we always talk about, it didn't come down to the last 30 seconds of the game. You know, there were plays to be made. There were opportunities throughout the game. Uh, you know, and you go back and you look at uh, some defensive breakdowns. You go back and really look at, the turnovers, you know, and, and uh, the amount that we had and, and the variety that we had them in, and, you know, those things end up catching you. And for us, it's been unfortunate that we've had a few lessons like that over the course of the season. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity for us to have controlled our destiny in terms of heading into this last week and seeding for the tournament. We're still in a position where we can get uh, that double buy. You know, this week will be critical for us to make sure that we we take care of ourselves as much as we can. And to get our guys to understand that and to really lock into that and be excited about that, uh, you know, that's the, the task for myself and our staff and, and really for, for our team, you know, to, to be able to hold themselves and hold each other accountable to be able to understand that and go out and put our best foot forward. There are no guarantees. Uh, we've got a difficult week ahead of us. You know, we've got two, two really good teams on the schedule uh, in terms of, of – the way that they play and our ability to go out and, and do what we need to do to win. But, you know, we, I, I think our team has responded all year uh, when, when we've had our back against the wall, and uh, we need to be able to do that again here this week. 
you know, fortunately, the games like Friday are, are, are more of an aberration. That's not been the norm. I mean, that's something that – and I think it makes it more painful for the fans and for, for you and for the players because it's not who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I saw something – I saw something on, on Friday, maybe for the first time all season, because we've talked so much about communication. Communication, your team needs to be connected. They need to communicate on defense and, and, and offense. But I was seeing communication – but it was after the fact. It was after the fact. I saw, where were you? Right. Um, that was your guy, or why didn't you help me? I saw that, and, and, and that had to be particularly frustrating. You asked a question before the game. I don't know if you remember, but you said, you know, you guys are a team that you don't necessarily need one guy to be the, be the guy every single night, but you need everybody. Yeah. And that played itself out. You know, we, we needed everybody. And, and unfortunately for us, we weren't all at our best. We weren't all where, we, where we're more than capable of being in terms of understanding uh, the importance of us bringing our best and how it affects everybody else on the floor when we don't. So uh, it's a tough lesson. But again, like I said, you know, we sit now, at, I think, in third place, tied for third place and in position this week where we can control our destiny. So uh, how we respond, you know, that's a choice that we get to make moving forward in terms of uh, learning and a tough lesson in our last outing. But we get a chance right now to control how we move forward. And, you know, that's kind of where the focus needs to be and, and remain. All right. Here's the situation as uh, we head into this uh, final week. As uh, Coach Grant said, Dayton controls its destiny. It's just, you know, I was walking around the room before the show and people were saying, what if, what if, what if. You know what? Forget about the what ifs. Dayton wins. That's, that's all they need to do. That's all they need to do. Take care of business. Win. The home finale, win the regular season finale, and everything else will take care of itself. One other uh, piece of information, uh, which I'm, a lot of you have heard by now, uh, and it's a song that I am not tired of singing. Obi Toppin is the Rookie of the Week in the Atlantic 10. Again. Six times. Um, I, think, I think this will take some drama away from our show a week from tonight when we'll speculate who the Rookie of the Year in the league might be. Uh, because uh, I tell you what, if, they, if he doesn't end up being rookie, the, you, you can't get mad, Coach, but I'll get mad. I will get mad. I, I'll, I'll, I'll walk on my knees to Norfolk, Virginia, to the league office and demand a recount because uh, – um, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I like about what Obi has done. And, and, and it's been true of your team, a little bit of a stumble Friday, but it's been true of your team. You're still getting better, and Obi is getting better. He has improved not just from – not playing last year to this year, but he's improved from November to December to January, February, and now here we are in March. Yeah, I agree, and that's a great honor for Obi. And uh, today's his birthday, so happy for oh, him. Oh wow! Today. Okay, happy birthday, Obi! Enjoy that, that award on his birthday. So uh, yeah, I feel like uh, you know, with every with every game, he's continuing to understand what he's capable of, and and uh, getting better and understanding better what he what he's capable of doing and what he needs to do to help our team. So I've uh, been. Uh, been really, really impressed with his growth. Dayton Flyers uh, with two games to go. A big game coming up Wednesday at home against LaSalle. The season finale, regular season, on the road Saturday at Duquesne. We'll be talking more about that as we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A winner has finally come forward in the largest lottery jackpot in American history. Actor Luke Perry of Beverly Hills 90210 and Riverdale fame passes away after a massive stroke. And at least three House committees have now launched investigations of the president and his circle. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Miller Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 10. There it is. Miller Light brews with hops, hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light, brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer AB, St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCourse.com as of January 16, 2019.
It's fan frickin' tastic! Six ribs in a basket, baby! It's frickin' madness time again! Enjoy six pork back ribs in a basket for only $7.99 for a limited time only! Catch every game broadcast as college basketball marches to the national championship! Frick is also over 64 ounces of ice cold domestic draft beer pitchers for only $7.50! It's fan frickin' tastic! Six ribs in a basket, baby! For a limited time only, and only at Frickers, baby! Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints, so stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy-to-clean, fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at MLACompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies. Financial wisdom. Transformative action. Trusted advisors. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowern and the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290 Mainly clear skies and cold as we head through the evening, still blustery, so that's going to create wind chills that will fall below zero. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. And welcome back here to uh, Frickers on Woodman Drive. It's your home of fun food, sports, and spirits. Also your home of the Anthony Grant Show here every uh, Monday night during the Flyer basketball season. And the last couple of Monday nights, Dayton has been on the road. Uh, and so we haven't had uh, – we have not had shows, but I think you guys have been okay with that because um, we skipped a Monday night gathering here, went to uh, North Carolina, beat Davidson. Then we skipped another Monday night here, went to North Carolina, beat – I'm not in North Carolina, went to New England, beat UMass. So – um, gosh, Coach, maybe we should just forget about these shows. No, no, we're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Uh, but uh, the Dayton Flyers, uh, with the situation now nineteen and ten, eleven and five in the Atlantic Ten, sitting in third place right now and in control of their own destiny when it comes to uh, seating in the Atlantic Ten Championship uh, in Brooklyn, which will be uh, next week. And of course, we'll have one more show uh, on Monday before that. And and uh, you know, it, it's important to be in that top four. You get that. You don't have to play four games to to win the tournament. Uh, three games in three days, that's a, that's a pretty tall challenge as it is. But, uh, you know, I, I look at this, uh, and we'll talk probably more about it next week when we have an idea what the seeding is and, and all that stuff. But uh, at, at this point in time, I, you know, I, a 14-team league, and I'd say six of the 14 could, could win, win the whole thing. I tell you what, you know, I've been really impressed going going through the league with with uh, just about everybody in the league, you know. And you look across the league, anything can happen at any time, you know. Um, we knew at the beginning of the year, everybody said that this is this is one of those years in the league that it's it's been pretty open, and you know, VCU has kind of take taken care of themselves and has separated themselves in terms of being in a position to, to win a, a regular season championship. Uh, but even you look across the, the schedule for them over the course of the year, they've, they've played some games against 
a lot of teams across the league that have been very, very challenging. So I think once we get to Brooklyn, uh, it'll be very interesting. You know, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, I think it's really critical for us that we finish strong and put ourselves in a position where, you know, we, we get that double bye. Uh, I think the, the, the schedule that we've played over the course of the season, starting back in November, uh, to me, has us prepared, you know, in terms of being in a position where you got to play or you put yourself in a position where if you play well three games in three days that you can get yourself uh, into the tournament. So uh, for us, we want to be playing our best basketball uh, this time of year. Uh, we want to be understanding the opportunity we have in front of us and put our best foot forward. And if we if we do that, I like our chances. So uh, we got to take it one game at a time. Uh, like I said earlier, this will be a challenging week for us with the two opponents that we have to play. Really good teams that are playing well right now and got they got good talent, well-coached teams. So uh, this will be very, very good week for us in terms of answering the challenge that lies ahead of us. So we're, we're excited about that and looking forward to it. What does it say? I mean, there's been so many th rocks thrown at the A-10 from, from people outside of the conference and, and national media types and things like that. But, uh, you know, the bottom half of the league – is you know they're not they haven't folded the tents. I mean you are seeing uh, competitive games and you know case in point you know Rhode Island comes in they're not having a great year, but they were a very good team and they they played well on Friday. We've seen uh, we've seen UMass knock off uh, knock off uh, Davidson. We've seen you know a St. Bonaventure team come you know they're they're the hottest team in the yeah. league right now probably. Yeah, I think they've won five in a row and they've got ten wins I think heading into this last week so. Like I said, I think any anything can happen in the league, and you're right. I think, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of times you're as a league you're judged by what your your your, your conference does during the non-conference portion of your schedule, and rightfully so. We didn't we didn't perform as a league in terms of quality wins outside of uh, outside of league play. Uh, but the other side of that is, like most teams, you get better you know, over the course of a season and you try to start to figure out who you are. And once you get in the league play, it's competitive. So, like, a, one thing you hear from coaches is the toughest league in the country is the one you're in, you know. And uh, so we get a chance, I think, over the course of the season to see a lot of different styles of play, uh, to, to see a lot of different types of talent, a lot of different uh, uh, strategy in terms of what goes into trying to put a team in position to win. So, uh, once we get to the postseason, you know, I, I, I like – I think there's several teams in our league that can get to the postseason and have success. So uh, all of us, all of it will play itself out at the end. And, you know, like I always say, you know, you keep your eye on the ball, you control the things you can control, and that's what we're trying to do as we move forward. As your team has grown throughout the course of this year, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, just situational basketball and, 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 and crunch time, I mean, as as poorly as you played – in the first 30 minutes on Friday night, you had opportunities to, to win the game. You know, you, you got the shots you wanted. They just literally did not fall. But has this team, in fact, gotten better in terms of being able to execute in, in crunch time situations than, you know, going back in November? I think so. You know, I think part of that, though, is, is you know, it's always a 40-minute game. And just the understanding that, it, that the first – 10 minutes, the first 20 minutes, the first 30 minutes are just as critical in terms of the situation you put yourself in as the last the last several minutes. And, you know, you can't rely on whether or not a shot falls. Uh, you know, uh, we've had our share that have gone in and we've gone on and felt good about the win we've gotten. And we had our share of shots that didn't fall uh, that that ended up, you know, one or two possessions making the difference and in, in, uh, some big, big opportunities to get wins for. So, uh you know, I always talk about just trying to learn from that, and I think our team has done a pretty good job there in terms of learning and, and getting better. Uh, it's just, you know, we, we still have room to improve, and, you know, you asked the question earlier, can, can we get better? And I think we can. I think we still have our best basketball in us, and hopefully as we, as we approach this week, uh, our urgency, our understanding will be where, where we want to stay at this time of year. I'm seeing improvement uh, individuals, you know, across the board, uh, young guys, older guys, and, and everything in between. And um, a, a guy in particular who um, 
you know, after the game Friday, you weren't really in a mood to talk about anything that was positive, and rightfully so. Um, but, uh, you know, Ryan Mikesell has just quietly become this this steady, for lack of a better term, just a, a steady Eddie yeah. to where are, are you starting to feel like you know what you're going to get from Ryan on a given night? Yeah, I can't say I, I haven't felt like that all year. You know, I think Ryan's a consistent guy. You know, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, a lot of times you look at a stat sheet and you try to judge whether or not a guy, you know, has played well. But I look at it differently in terms of uh, just a guy you can rely on to do his job. And Ryan's a guy that you can rely on to do his job night in and night out, you know, and uh, he puts himself in a position every night where – where, where he is impacting winning. And that that's how I judge it. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the other night I think his numbers, you know, validated that. But I, I think all year he's been a guy that, at least for, for myself and our staff, the way we evaluated, he's, he's, he's impacted winning on a consistent basis. A year ago I have a conversation with him, and I said, okay, you, you sat out. What did you learn? What did you learn this year watching? And he said, I really appreciated the value of a possession. You know, I never appreciated it as much when I was playing offense or defense, just how valuable each possession is. And, and I've seen that manifest in himself and him. And I know that you're really big about next play, next play. But I have seen on more than one occasion, Ryan makes a mistake, yeah. turns the ball over, but doesn't hang his head, goes down the other end, makes a defensive play. Yeah, and those are winning plays. Those are, those are, critical, uh, those are critical plays at the end of the day. They add up. Uh, just like the, the mistakes add up over the course of a game and can put you in a situation where you, you don't want to be at the end of a game. Those those type of hustle plays are plays that, that end up being winning plays for you and, and having guys that understand that. And, and the, th the thing about that as well is it becomes contagious, you know, where you have a guy that, that makes those type of plays and then all of a sudden you have other guys that step up and make those type of plays. and. And that's how you build that winning culture. All right, the Dayton Flyers uh, with the two games left. The season has just gone flying by. Right now sitting at 19-10. and 10. They are 11-5 and 5 in the Atlantic 10. And they've got two games left. A Wednesday, the home finale. It's senior night as uh, Jack Westerfield and Josh Cunningham will be honored at pregame ceremonies. And then the regular season ends on the road on Saturday uh, at Duquesne. The Atlantic 10 championship is then the following week. we got lots to talk about here on this penultimate edition of the Anthony Grant show with all these blank stares out there that means next to last okay <laughs> we are at Frickers your home of fun food sports and spirits on Woodman Drive and the home of the Anthony Grant show the Anthony Grant show live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO this is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A winner has finally come forward in the largest lottery jackpot in American history. Actor Luke Perry of Beverly Hills 90210 and Riverdale fame passes away after a massive stroke. And our top story, at least three House committees have now launched investigations of the president and his circle. Another bitter cold night expected. How cold the wind chills will get, I'll let you know. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic still cleaning up an accident West Hillcrest Avenue at Catalpa Drive. And uh, we've just got reports of one Main Street at Vance Road in Moraine this hour. Our top story, House Democrats launch a wide-ranging investigation by requesting scores of documents from the Trump administration. Our Washington insider, Jamie Dupree, with team coverage. On the same day as a sweeping request for information about investigations surrounding the president, three different House committees asked for documents about conversations between Mr. Trump and Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Jamie has a list of all 81 individuals and organizations under investigation on his blog on our Facebook page. Just search WHIO Radio. The National Weather Service says a storm that killed at least 23 people in Lee County, Alabama, was an EF4 tornado. President Trump taking time Monday to comment on the tragedy. To the community of Lee County, 
we grieve by your side, and we pledge our unwavering support to help you rebuild from the very depths of this horrible tragedy. The president saying he will support the state while they rebuild. Actor Luke Perry has died after suffering a massive stroke. Fox's Jonathan Hunt with team coverage from Los Angeles. Perry's health had not been known to be an issue for the 52-year-old actor, although he was treated for precancerous growths after a colonoscopy in 2015. He became a star, of course, on the iconic show Beverly Hills 90210 and has worked consistently ever since, most recently winning a whole new generation of fans in the hit show Riverdale. Perry also had roles in a handful of films, including Eight Seconds, and made his Broadway debut in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. Well, we finally have a winner, and it isn't me. The South Carolina Lottery says a single winner has stepped up to claim a $1.5 billion Mega Millions jackpot. The Lottery Commission says the anonymous winner has chosen the cash option a one-time payment of nearly $878 million, making it the largest payout to a single winner in U.S. history. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Friedags. Mainly clear skies, quiet through the night, but cold. Bitterly cold wind chills expected by morning. Our temperature falls to a low of 9 degrees, with wind chills ranging between minus 5 to minus 10 by Tuesday morning. For the rest of Tuesday, we'll have clouds increasing. 23 degrees will be our high. Single-digit wind chills through the afternoon. A few flurries or snow showers expected into Tuesday night. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar. Clear skies around the Miami Valley, and it is cold. 7 degrees in Piqua, 12 in Springfield, and 13 degrees in Dayton at 734. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Looking for a great part-time job? Delivery routes are available now, and you can make up to $1,000 extra cash a month. If you're an early riser, have your own transportation, and a valid license with proof of insurance, you could take on a delivery route now. Call now to apply, 937-225-0582, 937-225-0582. You must be 18 and we're an equal opportunity employer, 937-225-0582. Hello, Brooklyn. The Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution, at Barclays Center box office, barclayscenter.com, ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA tournament. This is Larry Hanskin from Miami Valley's Morning News. Every weekday starting at 5 a.m., our team has one goal to get you up to speed and get you to work on time. I'm meteorologist Kirstie Zantini. I'll have an updated forecast every six minutes. And I'm Sergeant Mark Bauer updating you on the latest traffic conditions affecting your drive-in. And I'm Brittany Otto. Chris Collins and I keep you up to speed on the latest breaking news from overnight. When you get in the car, listen to Miami Valley's Morning News with me, Larry Hanskin, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Here to Frickers on Woodman Drive at your home of fun food, sports, and spirits. Also your home of the Anthony Grant Show here every uh, Monday night during the Flyer basketball season as we are heading down the home stretch. In fact, uh, just one show after tonight, that'll be uh, next Monday, which will uh, be a preview of the Atlantic 10 Championship in uh, Brooklyn, Dayton, which is... Two regular season games remaining. Uh, Wednesday, the home finale against LaSalle. And then uh, on, on Saturday, uh, the Flyers finish up uh, on the road at Duquesne. Actually, it will be the last game played in the Atlantic 10 regular season. Everyone else plays earlier in the day in the afternoon. And uh, so everyone will sit around and watch the Dayton-Duquesne game to see what the results are. Uh, to finally, to see what the seating will be uh, in that uh, championship in Brooklyn. 
Before we take a look at uh, games this week, uh, obviously we want to talk about your seniors, uh, Josh Cunningham and Jack Westerfield, but uh, we've touched briefly upon the guys that are uh, just, you know, wearing the sweats, uh, sitting at the end of the bench and doing a lot of cheerleading uh, through the course of this season. But um, you've got uh, uh, Jordy Shimagan, E.B. Watson, Rodney Chapman, uh, Chase Johnson, uh, all, all sitting out this year, and then also also Jerry Maddow's coming off the uh, injury his, uh, his he's rehabbing. Um, what's the level of engagement for these guys? Because this is part of the team building process as they are not playing, but they are part of this Dayton basketball team. Well, you know, a, a part of it is, is their individual growth and development, you know, to, to continue to, to, to try to improve their, their individual games and their bodies and their understanding of our system and style of play. And then the other part of it is their understanding of the opportunity they have to impact this current team. And I think they've really bought into that and understand that, that uh, they get a chance to, to make sure we're as prepared as we can for every game. And I think they've done a really, really good job of, of doing that and challenging our guys uh, every day in terms of what they bring to the table and making sure we're as prepared as we need to be. So it's a good group. and. They, uh, they support each other. They, they understand the opportunity they have. And uh, it's, it's been, I think it's been good for our team. How, how important is it that, 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 they are, that they feel that they are part of what's happening now, that they're not just sitting there watching and saying, well, you know what, this, you know what guys, you, you know, that, that, that Rhode Island game, that's on you. That wasn't us or that UMass game. Well, good job there. You know, but they've got to feel yeah, like I think, part I of think it. that speaks to character. And, and uh, I think all our guys have, have uh, – you know, we've got, we got high-character guys. They're, they're good guys. And, 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 you know, when when an individual has success, it, it, it reflects on the team. And, and those guys, they get that part of it. And, and, and they understand the importance that they have in their current roles of helping this team become the best version of itself. So I think that, that speaks to their maturity and their character. Speaking of that, uh, and obviously fans, uh, they just want to see – they want to see winning plays and they want to see victories. But uh, let me tell you, this is a high character team uh, up and down the roster, across the board, uh, coaching staff and support staff as well. So when, when you bring people in, how much of, of an impact is it the, the, the feedback that you get from everybody involved in the program when you're looking at a prospective recruit, a prospective flyer, whether or not they're going to fit in? It's critical. You know, I think uh, we've talked about this before. You know, I think to me, I'm, I'm a big believer in the culture that you have. And I think it, it impacts everything that you do. And hard to be successful if you don't have a good culture. You, you can win a lot of different styles of play. A lot of different strategies can win. But I think your culture has to be healthy. So it's really important for us. And, and you know, part of the process of adding people to our team is that they fit our culture. And, you know, when we get a chance to bring them on campus, they see – they see who we are from an institutional standpoint. They see who we are from a program standpoint. They see, you know, who we are in terms of uh, the guys that we have in our program and the way they interact with them. And we get a chance to, as well, evaluate how they how they fit in terms of their interests in, in fitting into who we are and what we do. And, and, and so I think it works both ways. And, and I think at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want it to be a great fit both sides so you try to you know make sure that that there's communication where the the understanding is there of here's where here's what you want here's what what we're looking for here's the fit and it has to work on both sides and then and then you trust from there and uh it goes from there so that's a big part of the process for us is, is figuring that thing out in, in all your years of coaching and many stops along the way both as an assistant and as a head coach and we certainly don't want to name names, but have you ever had an incident where you you got you bring a guy in, you think, well, he might be a he might be a good player for us, and your current players say, Coach, we don't want I don't know if we want this guy to be, to be part of us. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can say without question, yeah, that that happens in terms of of you know your players giving you feedback in terms of you know when they spend time with, with the guy. Uh, you know, you try to do as much as you can on the front end, and, and you know, you're not always going to get it right. If you get it right half the time, you know, from from either a a, a talent standpoint or uh, the 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 fit in terms of your expectations matching their expectations, no, things like that. You know, so that's just a part of that's that's everything that you do. What it's not just basketball. I think it's life in general. Uh, 
you know, every every relationship requires some give and take on both sides and, and, and some trust on both sides. This is the Anthony Grant Show. We are at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Bud Light mic is here. It is available, but not at the moment because it's being used by Tom. You got a question for Coach? Co- Coach and Larry. Uh, Coach, uh, a couple things. The, the league is loaded with underclassmen. I mean, there aren't many seniors across the board in, in uh, all, all the teams. And, I mean, that certainly bodes well for the future. Uh, and just uh, your comments on that. Yeah. And then I had another question about, uh, uh, and, and it's extremely refreshing. Very, very I, I don't even remember it ever this year, where one of our players has been talking too much and talking to the other players, talking to the refs, so forth. So it's a tribute to you that uh, they uh, – Kind of uh, are disciplined enough that they don't uh, they don't follow that that uh, road. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, in regards to the the, the youth of the league, you, you're, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the league is is loaded with a lot of a lot of really good young talent. Uh, I think you can go up and down uh, the uh, the league and look at uh, from top to bottom. You know, VCU at the top of the league, I think, has one senior. Davidson, I don't know if they have any seniors. No. Uh, obviously, we've got one senior. I think you go down the list. Uh, St. Bonaventure has got some really talented young guys in their program. I think you, you can go all the way through the league, and I think most of the league uh, top talent will be returning for at least another year. So it, it's a healthy league, obviously, over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, you look at two years ago, the team that Dayton had uh, that was senior-dominated, and, and you look at, uh, you know, St. Bonaventure, I think at least one of their guys is in the NBA right now that graduated off that team Jaylen last Adams, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rhode Island, you know, they had, I think, five seniors last year. They have one or two guys that are in the league right now. Uh, so, you know, there's a process you have to go through uh, in terms of, in terms of uh, you know, getting that experience and getting that, that, uh, the guys to mature and get older. And I think our league is going through a little bit of that this year. But I think over the next couple of years, boy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be – it's going to be a fun ride, you know, in terms of A-10 fans and seeing the product that a lot of teams in our league will be able to put on the floor. The Bud Light mic is uh, open and stepping up to it. Uh, J.D. Grigsby, and uh, it, we're only on until 8 o'clock, J.D., so I just wanted to give, <laughs> to give you I, – I, 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 you've got a microphone, but we do have time, time restraints. <laughs> of course, Larry. You know I'm used to the mic and uh, being a preacher. Um, I love to share the good news. Uh, but my concern is not so much – the wins and losses. My concern is the human being. As, as you talked about, uh, uh, Coach, uh, saying that we have a high-character uh, uh, group of players here, we have a high-character coach also. And, and And my concern is that he came in and took a humongous job to fulfill. And... My question to you, Coach, uh, with your strategy to come in and turn this program around, I know you ran into some bumps and bruises here and there, ups and downs, but how do you feel you're coming with your strategy to turn this University of Dayton basketball program around? Well, I appreciate it, J.D. I I think, first of all, the program was in great shape when I inherited. You know, I think you look at, uh, our leadership, uh, our president, our athletic director, uh, our fan base, uh, all the things that you want to see in place mm-hmm. for a program to be able to sustain success coming off back-to-back 8-10 championships. Uh, this is a program that has a tremendous history back when you played, back when I played, and for the years that followed. So, uh, you know, my task coming in was was to maintain our standing in terms of a team that could, could could annually compete for championships and make runs in the NCAA tournament, and 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 that challenge was was uh, something that I I was excited about. I ran towards because even though I knew we were losing some key guys off of a team that had had a lot of success, when you have that type of foundation and what this program is is all about and 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 what we have in place, you know, it makes my job as a coach a lot easier. You know, when you can when you can bring a kid in and he sees 
this environment. And I, I say this, you know, a lot of times as, as Dayton fans, uh, you know, I think sometimes we don't realize what we have because we see it all the time. But, you know, for me, I've been a lot of different places, and that's what we have here is special. And when, when we bring kids in and their families in and they see it, you know, it, it's always something that, that gets their attention. So I'm grateful more than anything else to have the opportunity to be here and, and continue to build upon this, this proud tradition that we have, and, and I, I'm, I'm honored. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's how I feel about it. All right, J.D., thanks, thanks, thanks so much. And Dayton basketball season is in the home stretch. We're going to talk about LaSalle Wednesday. We're going to talk about Duquesne Saturday. We're going to talk about a couple of seniors. Is this all coming up as we continue? It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Prickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A Dayton cop is indicted on charges of aggravated burglary. A convicted felon is now accused of being a porch pirate in Kettering. And Governor Mike DeWine is set to make his first State of the State address tomorrow in Columbus. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Art Appreciation 101, Why and How to Love Art, Myth and Man, The Real Martin Luther King Jr., A History of the Beatles Part 1, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229-2347. Life happens. At McAfee, we make it easier for you by offering lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance or filters, and when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Learn more at mcair.com. Any season, any time. McAfee. Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades. He gives traffic reports that are helpful. He's been my favorite for many years. Great traffic reports and a person of trust and authority. Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowron. Hear him update traffic every six minutes during Miami Valley's morning news. Where you can also get weather every six minutes from Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning. I trust her weather reports. She always has weather reports that help me plan my day. I love how energetic she is. Knowledgeable. Excellent weather reporter. She's very informative. Count on Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini with a forecast you can depend on. Right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Mainly clear skies as we continue through this evening, but that, of course, will allow those temperatures to fall quickly. Along with a breeze around, we're dealing with wind chills below zero through the night. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to uh, Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, the Anthony Grant Show every uh, Monday night during the Flyer basketball season, which is winding down. Uh, two regular season games left, the home finale Wednesday against LaSalle, and then the uh, the final game of the regular season Saturday at Duquesne. Uh, and and it's, it's unusual in a league in which you play some teams, you've got your pod where you play teams twice, but here you are, your final home game, and you're playing a team that you've not seen at all this year. They're not in your pod. Uh, but what what can you tell the fans about LaSalle coming in? Well, I, I've been impressed watching them on film. You know, I think they they play with, with, with great effort. Obviously, uh, 
you know, you look at the offensive numbers that they put up. I think they are third in the league in three-point field goal percentage. I think uh, the pace that they play at, they've got a variety of guys that can really can really score the ball. They create their own shot. Um, I think they behind VCU or the team in our league that turns people over the most and their their defense generates a lot of offense for them. So this will be a great test for our guys in terms of uh, their physicality, uh, their skill set. So uh, it, it'll be a great challenge for us. And you're right, it, it's rare that you get to March before you see a team in your league the first time, and that's that's where we stand. So it'll be a great challenge for our guys. Yeah, a LaSalle team that, like you, like Coach said, they are playing some pretty good basketball right now. Case in point, last week uh, they, they beat Davidson. Uh, and and we're, we're down a key player in that game. So they will be a challenge on Wednesday. But it's also uh, going to be your senior day. And, and you've got uh, two seniors who will be honored in pregame ceremonies, uh, Jack Westerfield, uh, a walk-on from Cincinnati, and Josh Cunningham, who uh, started his college career at Bradley, uh, transferred, came here, went through a variety of injuries and surgeries and what have yeah. you. Uh, you have coached him more than any other coach has in his college career. Um, what, what will you remember about Josh Cunningham? First of all, the person, you know, he, he's as nice a young man that I've had the, the pleasure to coach in my career. Uh, you know, and then I think, uh, the thing about him is he's one of the best teammates. I think that, that you could ask for, uh, because for Josh, he, he's, he's a guy that I think every guy will tell you that they can trust him, uh, that, he, he has their best interest at heart in everything that he does. And then obviously, you know, as a player, you know, he's had a, a great career here in terms of what he's been able to produce on the court. And nothing would please me better than to send him out on his last home game uh, with the win. And then also to see him have an opportunity to be a leader on a team that plays deep into the postseason. I think he deserves that. And I want to see that for him, uh, you know, as, as he – We'll have a chance years from now when he's got gray hair like me to reflect back on on those memories and, and what he was able to – the legacy that he was able to leave here as a Dayton Flyer. And then Jack Westerfield, uh, who was a walk-on uh, from Cincinnati, and, and you talked uh, earlier this hour about establishing a culture. Uh, and, and, and I think that Jack was one of the guys a year ago, and longer than that, even just, you know, when you first got the job – that uh, it certainly appeared to me that Jack was a big part in embracing the change and being a part of that new culture. Yeah, Jack, Jack's been outstanding. And, and uh, you know, the two years that I've had a, a chance to coach him, there's a, a thing I tell the guys, uh, may your greatest ability be your dependability. And that epitomizes Jack. That's who he is. He's a guy that you can rely on every single day. Uh, he knows everything that, that, that we're doing. Uh, and he knows what our opponents are doing because he's on scout team every day. And if and if I need to flip him uh, from scout team to uh, being with the group uh, that that's getting the, the minutes in the game, he can flow very seamlessly through that. And the maturity that it takes to be able to do that and, and uh, uh, the IQ that it takes to be able to do that is really impressive. And then on top of that, he's an outstanding student, high character guy, uh, he's going to be really, really successful, whatever he chooses to do next. And it, it's been a blessing for myself and our staff and his teammates to have a chance to be around him for the last two years. You know, we've talked about culture a lot tonight, and, and I go into it like a mini culture within the team. And, and, and that's your walk-ons because you look around college basketball and some teams' walk-ons are just kind of clowns. I mean, they're clowns at the end of the bench and they spend more time uh, you know, trying to yuck it up or what have you. But I, I love the culture of of your walk-ons that they are basketball players. Well, they're a part of our team, you know, and I think there's a there's a that culture that you talk to, that you talk about. They're a part of that culture, you know, and, and I think you know we have an opportunity to to pick and choose who we think would fit into that culture. So our staff does a good job of making those decisions, and then those guys buying into what we tell them their role needs to be and, and accepting that. And then when you have a guy like Jack, who's a veteran that's been around it and, you know, he's the guy that's the older guy for those guys and they see his preparation every day, his readiness every day. And they, they know they have to walk that walk like he does. I think that that's something that, that as a coach, I appreciate. And uh, I think those guys do a really good job and, 
they want to they want to do all they can to help the team be successful. All right, Jack Westerfield, uh, Josh Cunningham will be honored pregame ceremonies on Wednesday before the home finale against LaSalle. And then uh, it, things to wrap up on the road uh, Saturday at Duquesne. And, uh, I, you know, gosh, I don't know that we really need to, to, to say much about that and just that obviously the, the last game of the season will be so much at stake. You're familiar with Duquesne. They, I mean, they're a heck of a team. And, I mean, I, I really think that that's going to be just a, a knockdown, drag-out uh, dogfight. Yeah, it was the first time we played them. You know, obviously they came in here and they, they, play, they play really well, and we were fortunate to be able to pull that win out. And, you know, they got a bunch of young guys that are hungry, and, and they're in position right now, I think, to make a run themselves. So uh, we'll take care of it one game at a time. Our, our total focus uh, will be on LaSalle and taking care of Wednesday. But certainly uh, we understand It'll be a great challenge for us on Saturday as well. That Saturday game, uh, if you want to gather with some of your fellow Flans, uh, the alumni folks are going to do a game watch at the uh, Company 7 in Englewood on Saturday uh, for that uh, season finale uh, against Duquesne. Uh, one game at a time. Your, your team's been uh, pretty dialed into that focus. And uh, as you move forward into this final week uh, of the season, uh, what, is your, what is your point of emphasis uh, moving through these final days? Well, Number one is we're in a position where we can control our destiny and try to secure, you know, a, a, a top four seed as we head into the postseason. I think at this this point of the season, it's March, you know, and you want to be playing your best basketball. Uh, and so how do we go about doing that? You do it by controlling the things you can control, and we can control what we did today in practice, our preparation tomorrow, and then our focus and preparation as we head into Wednesday. So that's all that matters, and uh, that that's where our focus needs to be, and and, uh, you know, I'm excited about uh, this opportunity we have in front of us, and we, we need to be prepared for it. All right, home finale, Wednesday, LaSalle, 7 o'clock. Our coverage will start at 6, and then a 7 o'clock game on Saturday night to wrap things up on the road at Duquesne. We'll be back here next Monday night. We'll talk about that and the upcoming A-10 championships in Brooklyn on the final edition of the Anthony Grant Show one week from tonight. On behalf of our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod, and the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanson. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. Downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.